I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's a Friday. I love Fridays. And I'm thinking about my next meal, what that's going to look like. Um, that's literally the most like stressful thing I have to do today is think about my next meal. Actually, that's a stressor every day for me. Um, what are you going to have? Um, I'm going to go for something really simple. So uh, probably shepherd's pie, like a vegan shepherd's pie. Um, yeah, keep it simple. Oh simple. my God. I've made a vegan shepherd's pie before. Do you use corn mints? Oh, do you know what? I actually don't. I use um, lentils instead. Oh my god, that sounds good though. I absolutely love shepherd's pie. It's so like homely. It just makes you feel better. Yes. And as well, it's just filling. Yeah. Like yeah. I eat the whole thing. So I can have a whole shepherd's pie to myself. No, seriously. Yeah, I love potatoes so much. Like seriously, like I, I love like just, just anything hearty. I really, really enjoy. Oh my god, because I was gonna say like you could like um like food prep for like the weekend but you're like not nah, it at all <laughs> I don't know what food prep is I don't I can't food prep like I could not oh yeah but no I, I do get you actually like this is like kind of weird okay but like I feel really weird about like reheating my food yeah me too why do you feel weird about it like I don't know like so I have sometimes like a weird relationship with like food textures Mm. And like, I think like when I see something in my head that was like originally hot and then I've mm. let it get cold and then I'm going to heat it up again, like something in my brain like doesn't compute and it freaks me out. But <laughs> even though like, just it's so silly though, because even though to start off, it was always cold because you've used the ingredients. Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know yes. what it is, but like, to be honest though, and I'm going to like be super raw here as well. Like when I was younger, like I did have an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and to be honest it's not even that taboo because like what girl yeah. hasn't anymore yeah absolutely absolutely but, um, so you, has your relationship like, with food changed um oh yeah no for sure uh, I used to calorie count which is like mm-hmm. a big red flag for me now like the fitness industry yeah I think so many of them have like eating disorders yes you not agree but it's so normalized just because they like have muscles especially in men like so many bodybuilders and like men that go to the gym I just think have eating disorders but like in a different form Mm. yeah it's so crazy honestly it Um, is crazy crazy. I have a weird relationship with food kind of like do you I do do you know what I I only I try to eat as less meat as I can like I really try to stay away from especially like fish um, yeah. Ever since I've seen that video, Sea Spiracy, I have been trying my best to not eat fish. Did you um, watch it? Oh my god, I did, I did, and I shed, oh. I shed a little tear, like I cried a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. really sad that that people are still in slavery because of fish. That's just crazy to me. But yeah, I've tried to at least eat as best as I can. And watching these health videos, it does make me want to be more healthy but I do struggle with trying to make them in like a meal because all I know is how to implement meat into my meals but finding substitutes and making it taste great is very hard like it's very very difficult yeah no it's like I completely get that because for me um becoming like even veggie at the start that's the most mm-hmm. difficult thing like eating what you want to eat but just like veganizing or like like making the meal vegetarian and it's so difficult difficult because we've grown up in a society or like maybe around a family that's like being like okay so 
your like what would you say like a proportionate meal or a healthy meal a certain portion of it's got meat yes so then like what do you put in place of that you know what I mean at the start when I was at uni I put on so much weight because I was just having like extra carbs yes (laughs) story of my life yeah I just like love bread like I don't know what I'd do if there was a world without bread (laughs) me too I've been binge eating um hummus and pita bread the two are the best combo like it's so amazing like my my taste buds like have a party in my mouth like it's so great I love it (laughs) oh my god I need to try that honestly Leander like I could eat a bucket of bread easy peasy (laughs) (laughs) okay what type of bread do you like then oh oh my god um we've got some really good Irish breads actually um mm-hmm. like just even stuff like wheaten breads I really like those um mm. but like I love a good sourdough oh I love sourdough too really nice for breakfast in the morning oh. so like egg and stuff yeah do you have sourdough what kind of sourdough there's different types oh I, honestly I'm not that much of a bread connoisseur like <laughs> no idea I kind of um like I said I love I love bread and I love any type of bread so my favorite sourdough is probably uh probably sun I think sun-dried olives and tomato it is incredible that sounds like um what do you call it focaccia I feel like you would like that I love focaccia yes I love focaccia bread I love focaccia bread yeah um Mm. it's kind of tastes about the same I'd say the the yeah the sourdough and the yeah definitely just it tastes the same actually um oh my God. I love sourdough bread so much like I really used to eat bread every single day I used to work in a, a bakery uh called Simmons Bakers and mm-hmm. there was a bread section which is where I actually worked and I used to sell so much bread and it was so amazing oh, it was oh amazing I know it's so yeah. weird as well like because bread is such a staple in every culture but like it varies like in, in every culture like it's so fun it's true you're right actually yeah literally um but yeah like I was thinking about this earlier and I was like okay like like thinking about food and like it's so fascinating for me because for you like you said like you're really passionate about food and like it's something that you really love but for me I just kind of I never had that like passion for cooking Mm, okay. you know what I mean um, yeah. I really I really wish I did I really really do because like it would just make life easier and I'd be like trying all these new recipes and stuff but mm. um but yeah um and I just don't have that I just like eat for fuel which is so boring <laughs> it's not it is oh. it's because you eat to live and lift or you live to eat or sometimes you eat to live you're probably eating to live I'm living to I eat live at this moment in time are you really yeah like I'm living to eat I love things that taste good things that are seasoned well I just love things that taste like taste is very important to me very important what's your um it's probably like a loaded question for you then what's your favorite um cuisine category (laughs) oh my god oh um this is a loaded question and it's got so many layers to it okay right see it depends on the season as well Mm -hmm. For example, in the uh, winter seasons, I stocked up on a lot of potatoes. So I had chips, I had shepherd's pie. Um, I had just mashed potatoes by itself. <laughs> okay. Um, 
like yeah or like hash browns like yeah but right now in this summer transitioning we i guess we're just into summer um i really really enjoy um like pita bread some hummus um with a side of like anything outside of like uh more bread <laughs> yeah just more bread <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's quite boring but yeah right now I'm obsessed with that uh That's yeah so do you make your own bread um I've made banana bread before and I make that once in a while but um I'm not a cooker as well I'm like really a- did, you, did you make it last year in like the, the tiktok trend ah, I did yeah it yeah. Ah. <laughs> I definitely helped in that trend definitely I love that trend do you know what? I'm I like to pride myself as someone who isn't in social media yeah but I, I I I am I do yeah I am I really enjoy social media actually especially for cooking yeah, and TikTok. It, it's very hard not to be to be honest with you yeah, yeah it really is like what's your favorite recipe to cook if you have one um let me see I, so I actually, so I really enjoy shepherd's pie, um, which is like funny because you said you were going to uh, make it, but I make it with corn mints. Um, what else? Oh, do you know what I actually love to make, but it's so easy. I make a great little vegan apple crumble. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds nice. It's like my little thing. It's easy. <laughs> uh, okay. Is that your favorite thing to, to bake? Are you a baker instead? So baking things? <sighs> I would love to be a baker like I'm so jealous when I see like the TikToks or like even YouTubes it's like these women are men and they're just like making these cakes and I'm like yeah. mwah, mwah, mwah. But <laughs> I just don't have it in me I just don't <laughs> I understand you completely um I used to be a baker I used to like baking muffins a lot like I yeah. love making muffins yeah that's my thing and then I also like making like frosting like icing mm. um yeah I used, I used to really enjoy a good cake or a good cupcake or some frosting yeah that was my thing um but now I always wanted to be that person that like yeah. showed up to like a person's house with like baked goods <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. oh my god like the like a BB homemaker like a homemaker you know it's really really sweet it does seem like I think in general when mm. you do express your opinion I guess you're right food is divisive um and some somehow controversial um I think people don't like to feel bad for their choices and when it comes to food I think when people take responsibility for what they put in their mouths and who it affects I think people get defensive about that mm-hmm. um like for example the sea spiracy thing um that made me feel bad like at the beginning I was watching it and I was like no actually I want to still eat fish this is what because I'm eating fish is going to affect loads of people's lives and I realized actually it is going to affect a lot of people, like, people's lives and also it's going to affect the environment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I do my bit by not contributing to I know, climate change and I can do my bit, but I think as well as knowing what I'm eating, I don't want to be ignorant about the impact it causes as well. Yeah, no, I completely get you. See, this was the thing with Seaspiracy. So like you had like vegan diets, like being at the top and then you had like veggie diets and pescatarian diets were like, not like too bad lots of people would have had the argument like oh fish can't really feel pain like they don't really know what's going on around them so you can't really you can't really make the ethical um standpoint that like it's cruel because they don't know otherwise and like I didn't eat fish like I just I just went full veggie but like I kind of did like I was okay with pescatarians because I was like no I get you like they don't really they're not really sentient beings like they can't really feel anything 
And then sees where mm. he comes out and you see them like, what, what's that thing? What was that thing, Leander? We're like, what is it called? Is it sea trolling? Sea trolling? Um, describe it. It's like, what was the thing when they put the nets at the back of the boat? And they were like, oh, it was like oh, yes. catch. Yes, yes. That yeah, it was. feels so sick. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I think the statistics as well, like, um, I think it was over 3,000, equivalent to over 3,000 football pitches um, when they do drag the, or get the net and they do collect the fish. And yeah. of course, because it's so heavy, because they're collecting thousands of fish, um, they tend to sweep the ocean reefs and kind of ruin the, the environments under yeah. the, the sea as well. And the kind of coverage that they have is absolutely ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Like, can you just imagine if one day, not only can we not survive on fish, like, I guess all the environments that we have, like, gone into and, and taken from, they're not able to, to, to revive. Like, I can't imagine a life where now we have to kind of buy, like, a, like oxygen or something. Like, yeah. I think it's got a grave impact on the environment and, of course, our own uh, standards of living. And I yeah. just think that because these industries are thinking about short term, which is money, money is very short term, um, they don't care about the impact it will cause in, you know, multiple lifetimes from now. Yeah, no, which for is, sure. Which is sad. No, I completely agree with you. But then me and my boyfriend were talking about it as well. I was saying that, like, like as, like, a super, like, privileged, like, white person, like, living mm. in, like, a simple com- commercial area, like, in the UK, I can't have a go at, like, smaller communities, like, throughout the world for eating meat because, like, that's their yep. livelihood. It, it's different mm. it's like America and like super commercial places because they're basically using all the, those resources. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah. Because I, I was really thinking about um I went because I don't I mean I wasn't born in England but um I lived in Zimbabwe for quite some time mm-hmm. and um when I visited there like two years ago I told my my grandmother I was trying to be vegetarian. And mm-hmm. she was in shock. She was like, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you, be, this is what we have. Yeah. Like you're now causing a little more stress on us because we have to find substitutes for you that we don't have in this country. Because, yeah. um, you know, a lot of manufactured food that we have, such as like, you know, like the corn mints and stuff, they're not manufactured in other countries. Yeah. Um, and you're right, it is what they know. It's just what they live on. And I, I couldn't, I, I decided to eat meat because I was like, okay, I'm here. I can't um, put stress on them to find something else. I'd rather to eat what they have um yeah. but yeah you're definitely right it, it does impact different places I guess differently as well yeah yeah I know for sure and like because the, like in seaspiracy it was mainly like Asia that was like the main like polluters of the ocean but yes then, that's their culture like obviously like Asia is trying to like um industrialize as much as like the UK and like America and whatever yeah. and so like who are we to tell them when we've already like rinsed our like nutrients and like animals and whatever and natural resources is probably the word like who are we to be like sorry you can't do it now yes absolutely. it's so difficult it's such a difficult conversation absolutely it is do you feel like we have no right to tell other countries what to do with their food because it seems like food shortages I don't really believe that there's not enough food to go around in my opinion I don't believe that I believe that there is enough food to go around I think that um these industries which is you know that make food that manufacture food won't go to certain countries because they, they don't see the value in in, in that mm. i think 
they choose to not be in those countries purposefully just because i mean what's the best what's the most thing that they look for profit value income and sustainability like if this income is constant you know it's a constant stream of income and i don't think that these countries can provide that because they're poor but it's it's interesting how food affects ever a lot of people and yeah. kind of the social dynamic that comes with that as well yeah no you're literally so right like i never thought about it that way either capital like you know i'm kind of one of those people who's like i love capitalism because i can buy things but i also hate it <laughs> like the um what would you say like the life um journey of your food i'm like i'm not i'm like buying my corn mints and i'm not thinking of like someone's being paid like what like a dollar or maybe less yeah. to make this and whatever yeah i never thought of it like that either um just because do you think it's due to our own like ignorance or do you think that we've kind of been conditioned to just kind of not really question a lot of things in regards to food especially because food is everywhere as we think as we thought um a lot of it like is privilege for sure like that's the way I look at it like it's our privilege that we can be ignorant I always say that about myself but I think also like me and my friends always talk about this the world is like a very negative place right now like it always has been but like a lot more things are coming to like the surface whether that be like the environment Mm. sexism homophobia transphobia Mm. like racism like yeah it's just so shit and with like social media like the more and more things I see and I'm supporting them sometimes it like it takes a toll on you you want to support everything and like especially like in terms of like food and like like be ethical and and buy local and not support like slavery or whatever but then yeah it's so, it's so difficult you're so right because it's the way that we've been conditioned we're just ignorant to it because we haven't been told otherwise yeah mm. absolutely I guess do mm. you think that we should implement this into schools then like as a curriculum we should learn where things come from and actually be aware um I don't know about like schools in England but definitely in Ireland there's so many like things in history that we do not need to learn when like we could learn about other countries like Mm. there's so much especially like colonization which is so deeply rooted in like food Mm. and like natural resources yes um and like I really think that like we should be learning a lot more about that um and like our connections and and where we're getting everything from um yeah because like I remember like growing up like you would have heard of like fair trade like fair trade bananas and like coffee but nothing else yeah 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 I mean that's interesting so I guess in England we didn't really learn much about um like history doesn't really it's very subjective yeah um not really subjective but it's very much so that um it's it's niche so they only teach us certain parts of it and they don't teach us the whole spectrum um, mm-hmm. Because I didn't, like I said, I didn't. I grew up here, but I didn't. I wasn't born here, so mm-hmm. I didn't get to experience schools in its entirety. But um, with regards to certain histories and certain things, um, even teachers encouraged us to just accept what we're told and not actually question what we're told. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So we really wasn't like we really wasn't encouraged to question some of the information that they gave us. And I think that what history. To me, I think when you are in an like in a in a, a school, you need to question things. You need to be inquisitive. You need to know that there's more information than they, what they give you. We wasn't encouraged to do that. So, for example, when it comes to when it came to uh, history, especially, so they teach you history from 
um, the European perspective, which is, you know, we enslaved these people for a bit and then like we let them go though. That's, I mean, we're doing better now. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. But from the African perspective or the ones that were enslaved or colonized, um, we of course get taught um, life before slavery and colonization and what history was like and what our, what our heritage was like before yeah. that but from the the european one it's it's more so yeah we came to, we saw them they were barbaric and they needed you know um like civilization we, we taught we tried to teach them this and they were defiant and you know it, it's a bit yeah. different it's really, really different when it comes to heritage and culture and learning about other people's history it's very niche they don't teach you everything i think they do it on purpose as well yeah no completely yeah. i will say i've heard like a lot about like the English education system just being so shit and just being so biased it really is yeah it really is um like for example I know um with if I may with the um Irish history we didn't learn any any history with regards to Ireland yeah I know like loads of because when I went to uni in Newcastle none of like my English friends like have known anything and like there was so much as well like when Ireland was originally colonized to do with food as well like we had really? a huge huge potato famine like crazy like loads of people died like and basically like potatoes the stereotype is true it's like one of the main like foods here okay. it's like what we can grow well and whatever and you can make some money like it definitely was years ago anyway um and that was to do with like the British army and like they wouldn't send food over to help either like they would send it to trips but not to like local people and like I know that that like happened as well was it was it in parts of India um Uh what do you call that guy I really don't like him oh Churchill Churchill yes yes do you you remember was it like was it like Bengal or maybe I can't remember oh the Bengal famine yeah yeah yes we didn't really learn much about that either we learned that Churchill was kind of a revolutionary yeah yeah do you, like honestly, do, do you know where I heard about that I heard about that in the bloody crown are you serious yeah sorry. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> like the crown was more educational to me than I don't know like years in my school Oh gosh, that's just not great. That's not great at all. I'm not. I did learn more about history after school, as opposed to in school, and learning about finances after school as well. Learning about relationships after school. Learning about networking after school. Like all the really key, uh, I guess, um, like like milestones that you do make when you do, you know, integrate into society and you get a job. I learned all of that after school, and I really don't like that. <laughs> you know I know I really I wish know. it was different I wish we, we learned how to be decent human beings in school you know, know not to be ignorant and not to be and to understand that we all kind of need each other I think society we do need each other there's no one there's no one that can do it by themselves you know yeah yeah no for sure do you know what though I want to ask you this like uh-huh. when I was going up in school like you weren't like it was kind of similar to what you were saying you weren't really told to like care about things like it was just whatever Whereas like now, I feel like maybe because of social media as well, um, the world has gone like, especially our generation and like Gen Z, it's gone like the other end of the spectrum. So like you've got like who can be the most the most woke. Mm. Really, I call them like the woke police. I get so pissed off because like like I can like like we're like imperfect like human beings. Like I mm. I can't like like you, like I feel like you've got to allow people like some capacity to fuck up absolutely um 
when it comes to you're right because we do hold each other to different standards as well um yeah. i i do think that when you do have to love you to fuck up i do i do agree with that um i just wonder why we have such a kind of um accusatory mentality especially when people do have like do make mistakes and people are on their journeys to learn about who they are learn about society learn about other cultures and history and and learn about what kind of contributions they make towards how society is now yeah i yeah. think honestly i think it's okay for people to fuck up i don't think i hold people to different standards because i don't want to be held to that standard either because yeah. <laughs> i fuck oh up God, as well yeah no same right I will I will say like I'm like a lot better now but when I actually and I don't know if you'll you'll say that you were similar when I first like became veggie Mm. I was so angry and I don't know if it was like me projecting my own guilt for like over Mm. the years but like I would be so angry like my first few months being veggie at like meat eaters and I would be so (laughs) passive aggressive and like horrible and like like apparently a lot of people say they're the same when they first become it because like you put yourself in like this hierarchy now like I'm better than you I'm more woke whatever it's just not good I have to absolutely positively agree with you on that I was very passive aggressive towards people so for example my mother um so I I used to always say like mom like they died like that it's a dead carcass like you're just eating something that's dead I do not feel like weird about that and like I would guilt trip my mom and then she was she just wouldn't eat it she just wouldn't eat it um and I'm not gonna lie there was a bit of satisfaction like that came from that but ultimately I know that's not great that's not a great thing to do people make their own choices and live their own lives and have their own journeys um I was very angry at the world and I was angry that I participated in it too yeah that I I really indulged in it but when did you realize that perhaps okay this is not a great approach and perhaps I can take a different approach and take a step back um I think it's like I started to like realize that I was actually getting nowhere like if you want to actually convert a meat eater for example mm-hmm. like you attacking them will make them go eat like a steak like <laughs> but, to, but think about it though like if I have someone attack me and say oh you've done this then my yeah. first reaction is to be defensive and that's not because I'm a bad person but like no one likes to be told like you're doing something wrong mm. honestly Leander I was so bad like I would it was around the time as well like I was really angry was when um people were blaming China for COVID um uh-huh. and that they were eating like barbaric like exotic animals um Uh and they were these people like some meat eaters here that eat like cows and pigs and whatever they Uh were saying that it's fine what they do but they were saying oh Chinese people are disgusting and so again they were putting themselves in a hierarchy like I'm Mm. one more than you and like it was pissing me off because I was like um hello swine flu (laughs) yeah or like what was that other one like foot and mouth disease and like I would honestly message people on Facebook because Facebook's where you get like all like the raging rights like righties (laughs) (laughs) and I would just message them and be like excuse me blah 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 and I would start fights with these people and now it's just so embarrassing that's not no you're fighting for what's right I love I admire that a lot actually I really do I really do because I was definitely part of that committee as well that used to correct people. I really enjoyed correcting people when they were wrong. And then I realized that some people really, ignorance is bliss. Some people live in their ignorance and they're, they're fine with that. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah. Even if when you tell them, okay, perhaps that's not completely incorrect, like that, or 
completely correct. Uh, you may have been misinformed. They will, they will stand in that. They will stand in that and not back down. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting how people process this information, especially when they believe information is tied to their identity. Yeah. That's when people fight back. That's, that's when people are like, you know, that you can't tell me anything about myself. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Identity or questioning people's choices. People usually connect their choices to that, their identity. And everyone knows that when, you, when people are questioned, they get defensive, they get angry, they get hurt and feel guilty you know yeah and shame as well yeah for sure like like you're literally attacking the way that they've lived their whole life their whole life (laughs) literally and they're just they're just gonna tell you to like piss off like they 100% (laughs) are like I would like I totally it's difficult though because like you just you want them to understand like how they're wrong and like where you're coming from and like I almost feel like the missing element is like empathy maybe Mm. like because I feel like an empathetic person is someone that's just honestly striving for like success because you're always going to understand the other point of view. Yes, I love that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I want to ask you actually? Like this, mm-hmm. I listened to this podcast ages ago and it was talking about cultural appropriation in food. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah. It, was, it was something I've never considered because when I think of like cultural appropriation, I think of like clothing or like hair. Yeah or like stuff like that I was like food what because food's like so culturally diverse yeah um and it was this girl and she was speaking about Indian food and she was like um she was like she feels annoyed sometimes when she sees like white meal British like top of the food chain and people like making curries and like different things that they went to India and like they've like they've tried the local cuisine and they've came back home like and then made this curry and then made loads of money from it and became famous and like they've became known for that curry rather than like the place in India it's so interesting isn't it interesting I never thought of it like that as well yeah interesting yeah okay okay um I now that you brought it up I've never really brought it like that um but I can I can definitely see why that would probably raise a few eyebrows in the community um I, interesting so does she feel like if if she they don't give enough credit to the places that they take it from yeah no essentially that's what she was saying she was like it's like the white like male chefs like getting credit and you know what she also said and it blew my mind and it seems obvious but it's the same thing where we're just like socially conditioned and we're ignorant and we never question so she was saying how whitewashed yoga has become oh it's I agree with that yeah yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, recently, like I got like a yoga mat for um Christmas, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna become this Zen queen. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and like honestly, yeah. like every single YouTube that I've looked up, like it's all been white women. Like, yeah. And like it never even like now I think of yoga as like an American thing, and it, it never even like crossed my mind that it actually started in India. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah as well so i mean is it important for us to know the origins of of these practices like is it important to know the cultural history behind these practices such as yoga and you know like is it is it that important or do we place a lot of importance on on like like what is it rooted in do they feel like it's 
because one thing that I've noticed about, about preparation as well um one thing that I learned from someone else who I think she was Asian she was East Asian she told me that anime or some of the the TV dramas that that they watch on TV uh, a lot mm-hmm. of European people like American actually uh, people come to um like China or something watch their shows and then bring them back to the USA and like go to Netflix pitch these ideas and now they're on Netflix and they don't uh-huh. give credit to the actual yeah they, they don't actually give credit to where they got it from so a lot of the storylines the things that you see on Netflix are actually originate from perhaps like Asia or Japan or China um and they it's what's so crazy it's the exact same script um given a different title it's the exact same script exact same storyline exactly same character names as well, everything but they just don't give it credit to where they got it from it's, it's kind of like stealing I'd say oh my god that is insane that like it like honestly humans are actually the worst sometimes <laughs> I'm telling Aren't you. <sighs> I know it's do you think capitalism has something to do with that and oh gain access and power 100 percent like yeah. capitalism is definitely the root of all evil but like mm. I like don't know enough about economics like to say that we could all be socialists because like <laughs> we tried that so it just didn't work yeah yeah, yeah. I do feel um, like it's important for us to understand kind of all of our contributions to it because I think I contribute to it as well yeah. unknowingly when I watch uh, when I for example yoga I I not gonna lie to you, I do watch um, when I'm Googling on, on YouTube, I do, I would watch a white woman do it and just mimic her. Yeah. I would never type in, like, no, like, unconsciously, um, like, yoga and the original, like, what it should actually look like, you know? Yeah. Like, I probably would buy, a, like, a like a DVD set from, like, I don't know, like, Jodie Phillips or something, who does yoga, but yeah. I wouldn't actually go towards, like, where it actually came from. I don't yeah. know why. I don't yeah. know why. No, I completely get you. Like, I'm the same. It is difficult. It's difficult to know how to address it and how to be and how to be conscious of it. Because sometimes we do have implicit and conscious bias. Like, sometimes, not sometimes, I think we're all conditioned to be biased. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we just do unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So how, like, how do you uncondition yourself or how do you deconstruct that kind of, like, lens that you have? I know, I know. I think That's like hard. what we're doing now is really good, like questioning yourself. Mm. You know, and like I'd love to see more people being like, okay, why did I do this? Like, why is it like yeah. this? And then like you become a really good version of yourself as well because you actually you know yourself really well because you're like, okay, well, I like this because of this, and I'm I'm choosing this because I believe this. Like, you know, yeah. and like that's like really good as well. There's actually like um on TikTok as well have you seen like what's it called it's like a skincare tool is it like a washi washi have you uh, seen have it? it's, like, it's like a little um green marble facial tool not the facial roller but kind of similar mm. oh wait is it the yeah yeah I have seen it yeah, yeah I have seen it yes you've definitely like it's trending right now and like it actually looks incredible like the photos like I might get one I'm not gonna lie but like um <laughs> this I saw this like white girl like using it and she um like linked um this other like Asian woman and she was Uh being like go and like follow these like Asian like accounts that are talking about it instead of like all the white girls Uh um and she was saying like don't just buy one off Amazon or like look fantastic or wherever you get it like go and get it off like an Asian um website and give money to like that culture oh yeah yeah and so that's how we need to be thinking like who am I giving my money to but it's so difficult like because yeah. we're such a like a community of convenience aren't we like Amazon absolutely 
<laughs> absolutely I would yeah you're right it's convenient like I would just go for Amazon and that's it that's literally it yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way to yeah you're right yeah yeah Oh, I'm a, like I hate Amazon but it's so great like it's got everything <laughs> it does oh my gosh it is the best though I do can't, you know I can't what I, do, I don't know if I've said this to you but you're probably gonna pee yourself so I'm like such a sucker for like all the trends like if something's gonna make me beautiful like I'm gonna buy it <laughs> <laughs> And um, there was this TikTok and this guy was drinking carrot juice. And he was like, guys, forget the sun, like forget skin cancer, like forget um sunbeds, like drink carrot juice because apparently like the um pigment, like the orange color, like it makes you tanned. So did oh. I not go and buy six bottles of carrot juice off Amazon? My no. mom was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, but does it work? Okay, does it work? Um, I've been only, I've only been having it for about a week. <laughs> and um, honestly, like Jess and Tom every morning are like, are you tanned yet? And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> oh my God. No, but, but like, um, TikTok is amazing for like hacks and stuff. I don't blame you at all. Isn't it? I know. Like, it's actually scary though, like how powerful it is. Yeah, social media is very powerful. Very powerful. It kind of, to me, it looks like people have now, like industries have now leveraged social media to to their advantage. Like, you know, in Seaspiracy, when they were talking about straws and how everyone wanted this campaign to abolish straws. Mm -hmm. But really, it was something much, like straws accounted for 0.03% of actual damage it causes to the environment. Which I was like, no way, but I thought this whole time straws were killing turtles, like turtles were being damaged Same. by, you know? I know. I know. It just takes one narrative to be pushed out and everyone, everyone, like, jumps on it. I know, honestly. Like, I remember, like, shouting at my friends, like, on a night out, being like, excuse me, like, where's your metal straw? Like, <laughs> literally shouting at them. I'm like, I, like, only use metal straws. I was the same as you. um and like it's just another again like example of them like blaming the consumer yes Uh, because you know when you get blamed what kind of like emotions that arise out of that usually it's shame usually it's yeah yeah, right so like shame or sometimes it's even guilt um and and sometimes if you feel kind of like a villain like you're contributing something such such far worse and, and you know yeah. So usually I feel like a lot of social media like tactics or marketing tactics, they do tap into that because let's be real, a lot of us grow up feeling shame from like, it's like a tactic that they use to put you in place, oh, yeah. especially when you're being conditioned. They condition you to feel to feel shame and shame really, I feel like it's a, it's a great way to market a lot, a lot of things that they do market. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially as a woman. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I seen and, this. Um, I just literally was watching this TikTok before you came on, and it was literally yeah. what you're talking about. It was this girl, and she was being like, "I feel like now that I'm like becoming my true self again, I'm almost like getting back to meet the version of me as like a child, like before all the yeah. shame of being a woman." Yeah, yeah. So, do you feel like when you like? I know growing up as well, I didn't really feel like I didn't feel 
pressure like pressure comes in usually quite early like 13 14 you know you want to look like you know like a woman I've always wanted to feel like a woman I, I remember I was really obsessed with like my my boobs being big <laughs> yes I really wanted my boobs to be so big and yeah. um like I would like I'm not gonna lie to you, I was one of those girls who did stuff like things down her, her bra because I really wanted to feel oh. like a woman. I did. <laughs> yeah, a lot of products do do monetize on on shame. Like shame really does is a big seller, a huge yeah. seller. No, literally, so annoying because you've obviously got like the pink tax. We'll be charged more like for feeling like we shouldn't have hair than men, and it's oh so annoying. God. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like? I guess if we look into the community just women in general do you think that I think that women also shame other women for not being quote-unquote a woman oh god yeah oh like completely you've got there's so much like internalized misogyny it's crazy yes that's what it's internalized misogyny yes literally like but then again like how do you how would we deconstruct like because we we all have a version of beauty in our minds yeah. And a version of what we all sh- what we aspire to be and then what we what we think that is acceptable yeah like for example like when growing up who was your who did you did you emulate someone did you want to be someone or did you see someone and think wow I want to be exactly like her um it's quite interesting actually because between like so living in both Ireland and England the mm. beauty standards are so differently under like oh <gasps> really crazy so here and I'm not speaking like I'm not like generalizing generalizing but like it is a lot of people like the the girls here are like very like dolled up like Essex vibes so like yeah they love fake tan and like yeah you should always like look put together I think is the way to put it and yes everyone has like fake lashes and nails done Mm. like you've never seen anyone peel and for me I like it's not that like I don't like that or I think I'm better than that. It's just too much maintenance for me. I can't be bothered. <laughs> you know what I mean though? I'm like, it's almost like, okay, so I'm gonna do this for me or potentially for some guy who just puts yeah. deodorant on. <laughs> you know? I agree. Oh my god. Um, I okay, if I may, I grew up with a mother who was um very much put together. So I always thought that, that I had to be put together. It's only recently I've realized in quarantine, I don't need to be put together. I don't like, and, and, and you're so weird. Cause I always, oh, this is getting really deep. I always saw myself, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, completely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I always kind of like my idea and version of beauty was always through the male gaze. If you know what I mean? Yes. Was, did I feel like I was attractive for men? Would this attract men? Would men look at me and think, like, think I'm desirable? And I had, I had to recently, recently as well, think, no, yeah, I, I was conditioned to feel like that. I don't think that I should ever yeah. put myself into this mold of beauty to meet men's standards. And it feels like I've had to do that. Like, for, even when I was young, I feel like I had to be a certain way so that males would give me attention, which is crazy. Yeah. No, completely. I mean, the standard of beauty now, what would you describe, like, what would you describe it as right now? Like the use of the fake tan, the, or like the, so the really big bomb. So that's it in, 
that's it in um Ireland um but like when I was in Newcastle at uni like, it was very much like um like the southern posh girls so like very minimal makeup um ah. like you wouldn't really wear fake tan so like if you had like you, it would be like a natural like tan that you had uh-huh. like kind of baggy cool clothes you know that vibe mm. Mm. what about you um well I think it's different well I don't really think it's that different anymore um like the African standards of beauty and also now the Europe, it seems like widely the European or Western standards of beauty is a bit, is a bit kind of the same now. Um, yeah. Growing up, my like my family all have really voluptuous, not from, just bigger, just bigger features. So like, you know, bigger breasts, bigger bums, bigger hips. Yeah. Um, that's considered beautiful. That's considered um, healthy. Uh, that's considered fertile. You're considered beautiful if you have um, those features. Um, along with like facial features so like um, bigger lips um, wide nose um, yeah that's what's considered beautiful in, in Zimbabwe when I grew up in Africa um, now over the western side I would say that big bums big hips the, the curvy thing is is in, in right now um, Kim Kardashian Kim Kardashian <laughs> Chloe Kardashian Literally. yeah that's what's in right now which um, yeah. I honestly if I'm gonna be honest um, does it does annoy me because growing up, I got made fun of, of my features, the big lips, the uh, the cheekbones. Like I, I did get made fun of and my nose, my lips, like yeah. I, my bum as well. Like, I did. And now it's this absolute huge trend. Now, now people are finding it beautiful, which I, which to me is just, I don't know. It just makes me feel a little bit low because it doesn't look good on me, yeah. but it looks good on other people, you know? But yeah, yeah. that's what, no, yeah. completely. Each side is different, I guess. Yeah. 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 No, I completely get you. But like those girls now as well with like the, the Kim Kardashian effect, essentially, they're all just clones of each other, though. Yes. We've like same. lost individuality. Like, like I feel so bad for them, and I'm not like picking on them. I'm not doing that at all. But like, they like there must be a lot of insecurity there because like when mm. you go on their Instagrams, it's like the big lips, like the cheek filler, like they just mm. all look like they've come out of Dubai. i agree i do agree um i think it is all for the male gaze though because you know the kardashians they have a lot of men kind of falling at their feet yeah and i think people girls especially um how we're conditioned and raised i guess we do we do kind of want to emulate emulate what gets you the most attention what gets you the most praise and perhaps what will get you because she's married to a very wealthy man well she is she married anymore i don't even know what's going on anymore <laughs> oh um well yeah you're right um well yeah you're right i don't know what the hell's going on with that but she was married to you i guess um a very wealthy man she's got very beautiful kids and stuff like that so i guess women probably see the access that she has to that kind of lifestyle and probably want yeah. them, want, want that as well yeah no you're so right they want the privilege that goes with it but like I, I was thinking about this as well like like when we were growing up it was like stick model thing like remember yes! project runway yes and like I keep seeing like old clips on TikTok and it was so problematic it used yes. to tell these like stick thin women that they were like fat and I was like ah! <laughs> do you remember like what was it like that show with like Paris Hilton what was it Oh, um, 
it was Paris Hilton and um, Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie, yes. Yeah. Like, they definitely ate nothing, like, for 24 hours, for sure. Oh, my God, they definitely didn't. They didn't. That was so in. I know. That was so in. And remember the, the thigh gap, remember that? Oh, my God. And, like, I yeah. used to check and make sure that I had one, which is just Me so problematic. Me too. That was that was very crazy. I know. And now it's like, okay, so now they want like big bums, and we're like, okay. <laughs> and people are dying now to get. Have you seen the kind of mortality rate on people getting surgery there with regards to their bums? Is it bad? Yeah, yeah, it is really bad. Yeah, God, like, people are dying to have bums and to be that, curvy. That is something that I would definitely implement in schools, like. Mm. I don't even know, like, some kind of, like, self-love or self-assurance. Do you know what? Actually, I've just remembered. I Mm -hmm. had this module in uni. And Mm -hmm. it was, was like, a... It was a marketing and culture module. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, my actual uni lecturer. She brought in, like, a student um, to kind of take this one class. And it was talking Mm -hmm. about beauty standards globally. And she was being like, okay, guys, so what depicts the beauty standard? And we were being like, oh, like culture, like sometimes like the runway, like fashion. Yeah. Um, like social media, whatever. And she was being like, no, 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 no. And then this guy was like, what men like? And she was like, exactly. And yeah. all the girls in the class were like, <gasps> like <laughs> why is this woman like willingly like saying this we all reported her afterwards because she was giving such a bad message can you imagine though she said that to like a younger like class group and they were like "Hmm, okay yeah as impressionable as impressionable as we are like yeah that's very problematic no for sure but it is true that she is right that the male gaze do does dictate a lot of beauty standards yeah because the fashion industry is filled with lots of men the modeling like modeling beauty industry actually has more men than women and there's a reason for that because males do dictate what what beauty is and women yeah. avidly follow yeah that's very true actually I suppose like you know when you just like don't want to admit it and you're like no yeah. like I'm definitely not when it's just so annoying yeah I know I definitely was was cause, you know I reflect a lot on uh, kind of my behavior or like how I impact other people I'm quite I, I think I'm quite conscious about the behaviors I do display that's so Um, good yeah do you know what it is I I think I've always kind of been like that because I think the way that I grew up as well um I've always had to kind of be conscious about about me being like a lady me me uh like I was a people pleaser because the relationship I have with my mother is very very kind of kind of it's not great but I've always wanted to make sure that she was proud of me so which is probably why I'm I'm very much like hyper aware of how I am how I come across um to other people I'm a lot more um I'm a lot more okay with how I come across because this is who I am I'm okay with who I am but I when I did realize that a lot of the things that I do um at one point was because of the male gaze I that was my fixation was the male gaze and then I realized that when I talked to my friends about it they're like yeah I guess I do uh wear this and I know that I'm gonna get attention from males and that I guess yeah, I guess unconsciously, I probably do think about how I look towards the males. And I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. I, I, I do too. Yeah, I definitely do too. 
yeah but deconstructing oh, that was hard it was very I was like no I, I love this for me and I know like, yeah. it's so hard <laughs> isn't it like do I wear makeup for me or do I want to get like a smile like it's so hard yes. isn't it oh my goodness yes and you know I get for me I get more attention when I look to, when I look put together anyway yeah and I know that is not great like it's yeah it's not great I know and like me and my friend always say as well like if you don't feel fit like you will have such a bad day yeah don't you oh so true oh my gosh it's so true and it's ridiculous and like no matter how many times I tell myself that I'm more than like skin deep like I'm like a good person I'm kind it just never like sits with me I'm always like but I want to be pretty (laughs) I literally agree with you oh my god it's kind of like I it's so this is not great I prioritize my beauty over and I've done this for a long time I've I've began to stop doing this but um I still do it sometimes I, I prioritize I guess my physical appearance like my appearance as opposed to I guess parts of my personality that perhaps may um I may need to address or I may need to go therapy for like I I definitely feel like I spent a lot, I spent a lot more time throughout my lifetime at this far uh thinking about my looks thinking about my hair mm-hmm. thinking about how I looked at people yeah yeah for some reason yeah I know it's so annoying I want to ask you this also I was thinking about it today so recently like I did it when I was younger and then I kind of got out of it for a while but I've been like falling back into like the habit of it of like getting like like really like not offended yeah but like taking it personally when Mm -hmm. like say like someone doesn't like me um Mm -hmm. like I thought that that was just like a me thing maybe I was like maybe a bit insecure or like not like fully like backing myself like internally and like mm-hmm. my boyfriend thought so as well like he was being like yeah like maybe you're just like not like confident backing yourself like who cares and then I was listening yeah. to this podcast last night and it made me like feel like a light bulb just clicked because she was saying that as women we're socialized to be like amicable and like liked and like affable yeah. and just be like a social butterfly and for everyone to love us mm-hmm. and like that's just not feasible whereas like yeah. I can't tell you the amount of times Leander where like someone has not liked me and I might not even have liked them back but like yeah. I was so stuck on thinking like oh why did they not like me whereas like I don't know about the men in your life but my boyfriend doesn't even bat an eyelid and so many men yeah. I know are the same yeah 100% um I realized that about myself as well um kind of it, it kind of feels you're right offensive I, it kind of feels like there's something wrong with me yeah I I question my identity because I you're right I like to my the idea that I have in my head is that I'm meant to be kind I'm meant to, people are meant to like me people are supposed to um for example when you fall out with friends or you have arguments with friends I internalize every single part of that friendship and I want them to I kind of hold on to people a bit too long because I want them to like to like me and maybe that's kind of kind of indicative of of my self-esteem well self-esteem is kind of is made up of your your identity and if your identity is solid you no one can shake that foundation like those grounds that you've built so hard to build which is you the essence of you right yeah. And I guess sometimes if you don't understand that or don't understand parts of yourself, especially when it comes to like 
me admitting that there are sides of me that aren't always great yeah like I'm a good person but let's be real I'm not perfect I mean I have I, I do make mistakes I don't do always the right thing um and coming to terms with that when right now coming to terms with that and understanding that hey I'm not perfect I mean not everyone's gonna like me that's okay like I'm okay with it now but I know that I know that that took me a long time to kind of grasp yeah no for sure like I went on the route of being like a proper people pleaser mm. and like I would go out of the way for my friends like similar like you because I just like wanted them to like love me and like they probably would have anyway like without mm. all the gestures and the thing is as well like people will never meet you like back like they'll never do the same for you mm. and so you just get like super annoyed and hurt when like it's not necessary mm, absolutely absolutely yeah. I mean now I mean now present day do you take things personally when people don't like you so this is the thing like I got out of it for ages and then like recently like it's just it's just hard during lockdown isn't it and you've yeah. so much time to bloody overthink as well <laughs> yeah <sighs> I, I'm yeah. really like falling back into the habit of it and like I just like think about like encounters so I'll just be like oh like maybe like she didn't like me or maybe I was annoying but why I'm like why am I not going to did I like her okay <laughs> yes no do you know like and it's the same with boys as well were you like this I would be like like why does he not like me instead of do I like him yes uh, yes yes absolutely um mm. I, I with because I'm so self-aware I uh, kind of pick up on people's um like energies towards me and if I if someone doesn't like me I do get upset even till now. I'm like, oh my God, I yeah. do get upset. And then you kind of just have to let it go. Like I do therapy. I've been doing therapy for about like probably a year, not a year, but like seven, six months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things I wanted to work on is uh, not taking things personally. Um, like me being a, me used to being a people pleaser. I really took, I internalized when people didn't like me. And I think it was reflected because I didn't, I, from my experience, I didn't, like parts of myself I I think I held on held on to a lot of shame because I was still learning about how to build relationships and if someone didn't want to um uh, for example if someone didn't want to meet me um on the weekends I'd be like okay something wrong with me uh maybe I'm I'm being a bit too much maybe maybe I'd question every part of myself that that you know I'd kind of base my foundation on people liking me as a way to raise my self-esteem yeah which was not great you know mm. which is that's not such great, a good I, way to put it like raising your self-esteem yeah but mm. I think self-esteem my self-esteem is is still because we're still in our early 20s like it's not like we're meant to know who we are right now at this moment and like we're not we're not we're not these superhuman beings that have everything figured out but yeah. I do agree when it comes to males males for some reason um they don't care as much I know I know do you know what I always say as well like I feel like self-love is like it's not like a linear process you don't just like work on yourself once and then you're like whoa I'm happy forever like (laughs) you you know what I mean though because that's like that's what happened to me so I did a lot of meditation and like I'm really into like the law of attraction I don't know if you are me too I love it honestly I've got a witch candle I've got crystals Leander no way like so up my street honestly um and like I got really into that like two years ago 
and like mm. after like a couple of months I was like so confident and so happy like mm. it was just amazing I went from like a shell of a person to that and it was amazing and mm. then because you're happy you kind of neglect yourself don't you and mm. then lockdown happens like COVID happens and then you haven't been like nourishing internally and then you fall back into like overthinking and like negative thoughts so like mm. for me, it's like you gotta constantly work on yourself like whatever way you do that yeah you do it is it is a journey as well like when for my journey I started two years ago as well which is so funny um I had to learn how to forgive myself and how yeah. to then forgive other people and I feel like through forgiveness it showed me how to love people you know regardless of their imperfections and then it taught me how to love myself regardless of my imperfections but you're right throughout quarantine when I have stopped like for example I did meditation as well so crazy I did meditation as well and I was so I was so consistent with it and then I stopped and then I realized maybe being conscious of my thoughts I was like oh I'm being negative again I'm putting myself down again I'm blaming myself again I feel shame again it is very easy because I think we've been carrying these burdens these the way that society has conditioned us it's been they've been doing it for years we've been feeling this for years it's now Mm. that we're we're now just you know reversing those effects and I think it is sometimes it is it takes a lifetime you know yeah like it does take a lifetime sometimes to 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 heal that part of yourself that that maybe was broken or maybe that was that wasn't alive maybe it needs a little bit of at least a bit of oil in the tank you know <laughs> yeah yeah it Maybe is a right. that's such a good way to put it genetically modified organisms mm-hmm. and um a lot of our food actually are ngos uh sorry, MGO, gmos so gmos my goodness gmos sorry they are genetically modified organisms and it just means that they've been tampered with in some way to increase the longevity, um, either increase the taste or just um, to overpopulate that kind of food so then it can just be distributed to multiple countries or um, it just increases its, its, its life shelf, its, life, its shelf life, sorry. Yeah. Um, I try to not eat as much GMOs only because... Um, they do spray some foods with pesticides to increase the longevity and plus pesticides have a lot of heavy metals in and heavy metals do contribute to some diseases certain diseases uh, such as cardiovascular disease um, which uh, usually happens in the future because you accumulate so much um, like heavy metals um, which means that you know your system can't actually digest it properly mm-hmm. so that's why I stay away from GMOs mostly I wouldn't say I'm completely non-GMO but I am very conscious about what I put my body and how much of those I put my body and um but the only problem with that is that not all products are labeled with you know GMOs yeah I was gonna say like how do you know yeah some of them are so I shop um I shop Abel and Cole so Abel and Cole is this uh it's it's this organic shop basically which sells fresh food fresh fruits uh fresh vegetables fresh everything um and I try to eat things that are fresh, freshly made, organically made, organically sourced. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do actually label their things with things that I need to know about the product, where it came from, how it was made, um, the shelf life. I need to know all these things. Um, but like I said, when I go for grocery shopping, if I'm lazy, I'll just go to like Tesco. I, I don't know if it's just going to I don't know if it's been tampered. I don't know if there's pesticides sprayed on it. I don't know that, uh, mm. which makes it a little bit difficult. 
Yeah, no, I completely get you. What, like, I'm so annoyed. Like, I've never heard about this before. It's just, like, it's right up my street. And, like, I'm my, like, skincare, like, hygiene products. Like, I want it all to be natural. And, like, Mm -hmm. I want it the same with my food. But, like, I just, I've never heard this term before. Like, they should be promoting this, like, in health centers, like, at the GP. Yeah, they really should. Especially because, um, like, just just the pesticides the things that they spray chemically on these foods some of us um some of us are intolerant to them yeah and even some i think probably a large majority are intolerant to them which is why perhaps we have you know conditions that develop early when you're young uh you should you as you as because you're young you really shouldn't have as a such a poor immune system but some people really do and i think it's because of the things they consume and what's sprayed on these things and what's what's made with these things to increase the longevity it's really really terrible I think I really think it's terrible yeah. yeah no I completely agree um like even like there's just like microplastics and everything now as well which yeah, is alarming it is alarming yeah and just imagine like I, sorry you go no I was gonna say um there's this YouTube and like it's called Food Wars have you ever watched it Food Wars I it's think like I have I was gonna say you would hate it because um, it basically um, compares like British um, fast food chains to the American ones. Oh, so, dear. like for example, that it'll do like McDonald's, and like in our fries here, we've got like three um, ingredients: like potato, salt, and like oil. Yeah. Yeah. Under in America, they have like thirty like ingredients in their chips alone, like all oh. the unnecessary chemicals. I don't even know. What the fuck? That's so crazy. But doesn't America have like, and it's so weird because they're they're they are a very advanced society. They've they've made strides in in healthcare and, but um, doesn't America have the highest obesity rate or highest cardiovascular um, like diseases? Oh yeah, wow, I know, wow. and that's exactly why. And like that's another thing actually. It was talking about like so a large like fry here compared to a large fry over there there's just like probably plus 500 calories oh it's oh my ridiculous. god i know it's completely ridiculous. like i like never want to live there because i'll probably like i would probably come home obese <laughs> you know what i mean yeah oh my gosh i know i just want to say to you right now that like their healthcare system as well does not account for the kind of things that they put in their foods. Like maybe if, maybe because they, they could, maybe because like the food is so shit quality, maybe their healthcare could make up for that by giving them, you know, a few more, like a few more, like, like I wouldn't say promotions for some reason. I don't know why this is Uber talking, but a few more like, like leeways or like ways for them to improve their healthcare. But like, it's so shit too. Like people can't, people don't have health insurance. They can't get access to certain things. I know. So they're breeding the society where they can't survive. Only the fittest and the strongest and the richest survive. I know. You're literally so right. That's the best way to put it. Like America is so clapped. Like, to be honest it with is. you. It is. And like, I'm not saying that like we're amazing either, but like, we're not. <laughs> I'd much rather live here. Yeah, I agree. I'd, ra- I'd much rather live here than America, to be honest. What um, is the difference? Like, I'm not like I don't I just don't know like between like organic and then non-GMO or is there a difference oh um I don't oh um I don't think I know the difference to be honest I know that I know that organic they usually source it from um 
they usually source it from like very natural things. So you, they use natural fertilizers. Um, they use, uh, I guess, sunlight. They don't put it in like houses, like mm -hmm. greenhouse gases. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they only make sure that it is sourced and it's in season. So if, for example, strawberries they only come in season like once in a while or something or watermelons, they'll wait till it's in season for them to farm it. Whereas yeah. I guess non-GMOs, um, like you could probably modify, you probably encourage or endorse uh, some of the growth. So some, for example, like strawberries or like kiwis or whatever, um, you could probably encourage them to grow out of season or some yeah. fruits you can encourage them to grow out of season. That's still tampering with its genetics. Um, I'm not too sure actually. All I know is organic is that it's not tampered with. There's nothing that's sprayed on it. It's completely yeah. untouched. Um, yeah. I don't think there's much of a difference really. I think genetically modified, I think most foods are genetically modified. I think anything that's not genetically modified is organic, if that makes sense. Would you recommend like going even to little like little markets to get like fresh fruit and veg or would that still be modified? Um, I get mine from Abel and Cole, which is mm -hmm. uh, completely organic. It's an organic shop. Um, if I wanted to get like some fruits or something, uh, usually I run to the store to get some fruits or like, uh, yeah, I probably would go to the store for some fruits. And that probably would most likely be genetically modified. Yeah. Most likely, yeah. Is it expensive? Organic is expensive, yes, it yeah. is. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah. yeah it's it's so difficult as well I always feel like with even like being veggie you can't compete with the like with how much it costs to buy meat because it's so cheap mm. uh, or like ready meals or whatever and like it's it's so much more expensive to be healthy like like fruit and veg is mm. so expensive it is Jessica it really really is um I spend at least per week uh probably like 60 pounds per week just so that my food is not touched by GMOs, just just so that it's not got like I don't know synthetic like uh, uh, synthetic fertilizers. Sorry. Um, yeah. 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 Crazy. Have you noticed any like benefits? Like it's quite difficult if you've lived this way your whole life, even like your skin or like just your general health or like do you have more energy? Hmm. Interesting. Let me try and compare. Um. I think my skin oh actually yeah I have been told and it's so weird I've been told that I look younger like I look young Ooh. when I look at pictures of when I was like 17 18 I look older than I do now I don't know if this no is my diet change but yeah I look old I look younger for some reason if that makes sense I don't know how to do but yeah I've been told oh I look younger I don't really see it at all actually at all not even the slightest bit um but yeah yeah. yeah it's probably because you're like so used to yourself you know what I mean so like like you just wouldn't probably notice it yeah I guess yeah I guess okay. oh my god I love that like I just I just love like when you feel better from what you eat there's just nothing better yeah, yeah. it's like you're looking after yourself right you like you care about yourself this is like self-love you know and that's actually so true like you probably know when your mental health is good when like you cook yourself a healthy meal Oh my god, yes. You feel good, you look good, you you do better, I guess. Have you heard of this thing? Um, it's called chlorophyll. It's like a supplement. Yeah, I used to take chlorophyll actually. Did do would you recommend it? I was gonna get yeah. it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, um is it the green pigment? It's the green yeah. pigment. 
yeah, yeah. like you can take like either the liquid form and mix it with water or else people have can buy like powder yeah use it take it Serious? i think actually made my skin look so good for some for some time i look glowy yeah. No, this is why I want to get it. Like loads of people in the comments like would be like, my skin has never looked better. And I'm like, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, you should go for it, honestly. Yeah. Does it taste bad? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not like, okay, okay. I used to mix it with water and that was it. Yeah. And it just tasted so bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of just like, ugh. but I would recommend putting it in smoothies, um, putting it in like, like, Putting your food as a little bit of seasoning, putting it in anything you can, it's good for you. It's really good for you. Oh my God. Loads of people said as well, like they had like loads of energy after it, which is something yeah. that like I'm really lacking. Like, mm. yeah. Oh my God. Okay, you've convinced me I'm going to buy it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd really, really okay. enjoy it. Um, right. Well, I feel like we've covered every topic that I can imagine of. <laughs> I actually loved it that we've got really good chemistry like we were just like bouncing off each other yeah yeah Um, you're very like-minded I I do realize that literally and like even with like the like technical issues because like if I was with someone awkward and like I couldn't hear them it would just be a disaster (laughs) can you imagine oh my god it was very good speaking to you Jessica you're really fun Wait, I'm going to ask you my little, my little question. Go on. Tell me something that you're obsessed with. Okay. Okay. Um, I am currently obsessed with, let me see. There's loads of things I'm obsessed with at the moment. I'm trying to pick one. Um, I'm obsessed with mindfulness. Yes. So I'm getting back into, uh, like, for example, I'm really into tarot readings and also like, different realities and tapping into tapping into your highest consciousness yes and of course that's tapped into that's through energy that's through healing crystals that's through meditation I'm really obsessed with yeah. that yeah, yeah I've become really obsessed with that yeah yeah no I love that like I've done actually a few third eye meditations and I felt really wavy no yeah nice oh. I love that do you I feel know. like do you believe in like different realities and stuff like um I haven't like it's not something I've looked into to be honest with you like um but I feel like it could like what do you mean so like um I read well I saw it <laughs> so weird I saw on TikTok <laughs> this um this this woman who said that we can tap into different realities because we've got different consciousnesses in different realities we've got mm-hmm. like there's another Leander somewhere in another universe another like reality who's like who's everything that like what I envision of myself probably that exists right Mm. um and like she said that method to get to this point or tap into that reality of of just abundance um well first you have to kind of be open you have to feel intact with yourself yeah and then the next is to kind of put it into practice which is going to the shower um you have to say something say specific words and then go into the shower and then come out of the shower and usually when you come out it is a new reality you've tapped into that reality that you have wished for 
Oh my I know God. it seems very, very crazy. I haven't actually tried it yet, but like, yeah. I don't know, like, um, next week you might see me different, moving different, being different. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? I would be a bit scared. I'm not going to lie to you, though. It sounds silly because, like, I'm being scared, what of myself? <laughs> what? Honestly. Uh... No, you never know. What if, like, the life that you really, really, really one is like it's just a shower away you know like yeah see see this is see this is where I'm seeing you're an optimist whereas like I'm know. being a bit of a like I'm being a scaredy cat here <laughs> no, no oh. I need to question things please no, this is a good thing this is how I was I was like what this is crazy yeah and I was like wait oh hold my on. god you have to tell me if you do it I will I definitely will that mm. I might be a new person next week you never know yeah yeah you'll be like um new person who this <laughs> literally <laughs> I can't wait for it because I I envision my life being so full of abundance and so full mm-hmm. of just opportunity and I think that I can reach that oh of course you can but I don't really like know you but just even like you get like a sense of someone and like an aura like even through the screen and like you just like seem so abundant to me oh thank you yeah it's really lovely like already like I don't like I like and I like I don't know it's it's just like what you give off which is like so nice oh thank you it's so lovely thank you so much for that I appreciate that of course and then like naturally people want to be around people like that because they're not negative and like like you like feed off their vibe you know what I'm saying absolutely you are too you're so easy to talk to oh my goodness (laughs) I was quite nervous I was like I don't know if I want to I was just so nervous like but you are so easy to talk to your your aura is so lovely and I always say this I always say that um, I'm one of my affirmations um is that in my head I tell myself that I meet like-minded people and I'm not gonna lie to Jessica I've meeting like-minded people everywhere no yeah yeah Wait, Crazy. so what do you do? You just say that? Yeah, you say it and then you believe it. Like when I say things, you know, like sometimes when, you're, when we can all be negative, right? And then you say things and you really believe it. And somehow that com- becomes yeah. part, like, part of your reality. When I say things to myself, I really believe it. I'm making my, my, my all to believe it. I don't know if it, it changes my consciousness, my mind, my brain, or my experiences. But my experiences tend to be what I believe, what I really truly believe. If, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. I completely get you. Like they say you have to believe it into existence, don't you? Yes. And I've I've seen that happen, believing something into existence. I've actually loved this. Like I feel like we're vibing so well. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's actually so crazy. Oops.